Monday Night Raw Podcast from the Shadows It's Blake Doing the damn thing WWE Had a whole recording for y'all And uh You know Issues and technical difficulty Uh Riz his head No stress But we definitely gonna be flying through this one So uh ALP Rollins Uh they having their thing They had a cool opening promo segment I, I enjoyed it for the most part uh, Seth definitely is aligned with them, and we will see how long this uh, this little this this stable remains a thing. I'm not opposed to it. I'm I'm happy that Seth is you know being a little bit more of just that heel. Really, these people. You know you're dealing with these nasties on the road, man. Anyway, so it was good stuff for Seth and ALP. He apologized in advance because he was going to go and settle a score, which later on turned out to be him uh, giving Rey Mysterio his pipe back. And, uh, you know, AOP had already beat up Rey, but it turned into a stomp, which was cool. I thought that was good. It was good uh, heel heat. And, I mean, we're going to see how long AOP sticks around because they're, like, uh, they're oddly quiet with uh, with the Seth guy. So, we need to see what they got. Are they like really hired henchmen? You know, they like we know they're the guns, but I mean, as heavies, what what, what what's really you know like they doing it just for the sake of violence? And I mean that doesn't kind of leave Seth in a safe space, but we'll see. But I need to see more character development amongst those three. OC being the only team to take what well, to beat the Viking Raiders. Uh, it, it's a good good storyline so far. Best tag team in the world taking on the world tag team champions. I like how they beat them again. I can see past the OC uh, developing other tag teams. But for right now, honestly, the only tag teams that I can see on Monday Night Raw meaning anything are the OC and, uh, and the Viking Raiders. So uh, they won. This puts them pretty much in a space for title contention. Not really the fan of beating the champions, and then now they get a title match, so now they get to fight again. But you know, filling up the weeks in the month, and uh, you know, it's it's character development for the most part. So, uh, Viking Raiders and OC had a had a good match too, a very good match, and it was fun. So let's uh, let's continue to watch how these guys develop. Eric Rowan and his expensive camera in a cage. I'm not even really gonna get into this for too long. It's dumb. I'm over it. I've lost interest, and uh, I'm I'm still following the Eric Rowan character. Everyone's trying to run and see what's in the cage now. Is it some sort of marsupial? What is it? Is it a hedgehog? Is it a is it a is it a gerbil? I, I'm still gonna say it's a very expensive camera because fuck it. We're just gonna go ahead and speak from the the smart space. It was a camera inside of that cage when Eric Rowan was doing the Goo Goo Gaga thing. Oh, it's a loved one. All right, you know what? Whatever. You know, the only thing stupider than that right now, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, I'm saying this in a horrible cringe way because it's clear that Mr. McMahon is trolling the crowd and it's it's uh, it's it's comically uncomfortable. But Lana asked Bobby, Bobby Lashley to ask her to marry him. I think that's what makes sense. Or marry, marry her, you know, whatever. But how do you say it? Lana asked Bobby Lashley to ask her to marry him. You know, that is going to be quite the topic this week on WWE's The Bump, starring Kayla Braxton 
and a whole gang of the WWE and Digital Squad. So um, go ahead and tune into that, if you will, uh, tomorrow to kick off your NXT celebration. Uh, with that, um, that was it was all right. Lana and Bobby Lashley now are gonna have a get married segment. How sweet! Rusev is gonna crash it. I'm pretty sure it'll be highly entertaining uh, for whatever it's worth, and uh, we'll just see how it all goes. Lana is being completely over the top, and it's so annoying that some of the things you have to laugh at if you got anything near a sense of humor, which I've actually been working on for some time now. So, eh, but it's all right. Uh, let's continue. Yep, we had Seth beat up Ray and the gauntlet match. Let's try to go in the order of this. I think I had it last time around. R-Truth took on Tozawa. Tozawa won. Tozawa took on Matt Hardy. Uh, I believe Tozawa won, I think. Ricochet took on Tozawa after that. Ricochet won. Ricochet took on Umberto. Umberto won. And then we had Umberto versus Andrade. And Andrade hit a hammerlock DDT, which will outside on the exposed concrete. We moved the mat out of the way. And uh, this totally knocked Andrade out. But well, Andrade knocked Umberto out. We did not get a bell to ring, meaning that match right now is still going. Umberto needs to go, well, Andrade needs to go and pin Umberto, but it's too late because he already got taken out on a stretcher. Uh, the interview with Charlie, hmm, was actually great stuff. Just a funny joke. You know, Lamieka has her spots where she's able to shine throughout the week and throughout the segments when she is featured. One, she was a distraction for Umberto for Andrade to come in and pick up the victor or the upper hand real fast. So I like how those two are still being a unit. I'm, I'm excited. I hope that, you know, it continues with those two because it's just something that us in the WWE Universe have found an affection for. And it's 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 cool. And backstage, they, you know, we got uh, Charlie asking Andrade about his losses to Umberto. And then we, and, you know, like I said, Charlie pronounces the names correctly. You know, she's cultured. You know, it's part of what the C stands for in Charlie C. But uh, very, very good stuff because uh, Zelina comes up like, oh, next time you're going to have to roll Andrade's R's. I completely love it when she just jumps on the microphone and gets rude with the announcers and backstage and such like that. Like, it's really just good stuff. She's very comical. Don't go crazy. But she's, um, she's good. So next up, we had Oscar taking on Deanna Perrazzo from NXT. And I had a whole big thing I was saying about that, but the most I'll say is I'm very glad that NXT and Raw are featuring superstars, you know, from each brand every so often on the main show. It's a good way to just get experience out there. Like, you know, NXT is a giant pool. And for ha to have a superstar that we haven't necessarily seen, but they want us to see, you know, come through and get the eyes on, like, on Raw, it's like that's a good look. She has a good song. She has a, it's a it's a little bit it's a certain air to her that has definitely has my intrigue. So we will see how this continues to develop between uh well with Diana Perazzo on NXT television. But Becky is challenging Oscar because Becky couldn't beat Oscar. Becky is realizing as champion what it takes to be 
the top baby face in the company. And yes, that means you must be protected because you mean a lot. And we just want to make sure that you'll be able to get the company as much as possible. You know, whether it be attention, whether it be funds and money, you know, investment, it's all of that. So um, very, very cool. Uh, we're going to see how Oscar decides to respond to it. We got to see Kyrie for a brief moment, but not for long. And, you know, it's uh, like I'm glad that we got to see, you know, Kyrie come out briefly. And we really hope that uh, Kyrie Poppins is okay from whatever uh, small injury she sustained in that TLC matchup. It was hilarious. You can't get Becky without getting some form of Charlotte. Oh, my goodness. So Charlotte signed some lucky fans. They got the seat upgrade in the crowd. I thought that was just hilarious. You know, just just, just, just fun marketing. And, you know, they have their ways, WWE, of making sure that these things get to take place. So we didn't necessarily get to see Charlotte on TV, but we did get to get we, the essence of the queen was was near. So that's what's up. It was good stuff with that, and uh, we'll see how that works. Randy Orton taking on AJ Styles. Randy hit that RKO out of nowhere, and you know, AJ and Randy's rivalry continues. I'm hoping to see how this uh, plays out in the pay-per-view setting. So we'll see how that goes. Come Royal Rumble, if they're building to that, maybe they'll have the blow-up before that. We don't know, but we will see. That was Monday Night Raw, but... Who would I be if I didn't speak about Faja? That's right. Daddy Liv Morgan. Go watch Up, Up, Down, Down. Go watch the Liv Morgan episode. You'll be doing yourself a favor and a service. It's de- definitely not new, but it was a good delve into the character that is Liv Morgan, and you would want to become invested, invested in the character. That is what I did, and, you know, I like the Sense the Riot Squad, but now... Her video package and oh the Emmalina thing and oh it's all happening the same way it's gonna be trash. I don't believe so. I have a lot of faith in what they're gonna bring to us with Liv Morgan. She says she's gonna be back. She says she's gonna be real. I believe her personally, and I would like to see Liv Morgan kick Charlotte's ass. And I mean only for a little bit, but I want. I hope she's been in the ring training, practicing, and I really want her to be like, you know almost obsessed with Charizard and picking up that victory because she did get somewhat embarrassed last time they were in the ring together. So she was mad. She jumped on damn commentary and said what she said. So it's like, all right, now we're going to see what you got. I'm I'm definitely going to go ahead and put some chips in the basket and saying Liv Morgan is going to have an awesome run when she does decide to debut. Uh, so Last thing we caught with her, but the two be continued, was her in the bathtub, said she's not listening to nothing that friends wouldn't need to dictate, would want to dictate to her. And uh, we will see uh, just how things how things go moving forward. So I'm, I have faith in it. I'm, I'm excited to see what they got. And um, I'm hype about it. Oh, man, did I say Matt Hardy in that match? In the gauntlet match? Either way, Matt Hardy, free to delete. Somebody needs to goddamn let Matt Hardy do his broken thing. I don't book the product. I don't create the product. I just aid in the small ways that I can with doing this and, uh, you know, watching every week. 
So let's see Matt Hardy do his broken universe thing. Please. Please. Let's see him do it. Let's see him get creative. Let's see him have fun with it. You know what I mean? Like, let's see what he got. Like, I want to see him. I want to see see what he got, man. I want to know how Matt Hardy feels about uh, the Jack Bauer character. We haven't really been getting too much, but let's get some character development with one of the OGs instead of just making him enhancement talent. If we going to continue, like, he's still here, and we're constantly reverting back to the TLC days when he was in there with the Dudleys and Edge of Christian and Jeff. Man... What Matt Hardy got? What he got? Give him a shot. I will campaign for this shit until his contract expires. I'm calling it just like that. Matthew Hardy. Matthew Hardy. NXT Wednesday. Smackdown Friday. It's going to be a good one, folks. Catch y'all then.